Welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host. Hey, let's just go for it. Let's get into our topic with with a question. How do you feel about calling people or answering when other people call you on the phone? How are you with the phone? Some people, second nature. No worries. I'll get it. Others not so much. For some, it really shakes them up. Being on the phone for a lot of people takes mental preparation and they don't like to be caught off guard. So we're going to delve into this. In fact, there is a name for that. It's called telephobia. That is our subject. Now, phones have long been the subject matter of different avenues of pop culture, from the big bopper in the late 1950s to 8675309 8675309 in the 1980s. It's been there. Uh, in the 1940s, a famous phone call scene was used perfectly in the film His Girl Friday between Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell. Hitchcock had it completely involved in Dial M for Murder. And then, of course, on TV, phones got pretty creative, like the super cool Bat Phone, or like when Maxwell Smart had his infamous secret agent shoe phone provided for him by control. That was hot. Now, for people my age and older, what people now call landlines were the only phones that we had. Can you relate to that? Some of you that maybe are a little bit, may say, over 40. What this meant was that if someone called you, you had that conversation attached with a cord to a kitchen or a room where other people probably were. There was not necessarily private conversations available. Older parents and especially grandparents that now hear from younger ones, I don't have any privacy, usually laugh inside. Guys, you kids, you just don't know. Phone privacy was non-existent back in the day. Somebody else usually answered it, they handed it to you, and then you're standing in the kitchen talking to people. Many of us also remember a time where the concept of a caller ID was non-existent. You had as much chance of it being someone you wanted to talk to as you did with someone you didn't want to talk to. The only way pre-answering machines and voicemails was you had to pick the thing up, at which point you were either relieved We're stuck. So let's face it. If this was your world, especially, or if you're just not that outgoing of a person, you may have what's called telephobia. And seriously, let's face it. The sound of a ringing phone to an introverted person, it might as well be the theme from Jaws. What do I say? We see the fin. What if I say it wrong? The ringing's getting louder. What if it's someone I don't want to talk to? What if it's someone I do want to talk to ringing really loud? What if it's a sale call? What if it's it's bad news? There's the paper mache shark, and we are done for. Yes, this is a real thing, 
and it's got a name. There's a website called theconversation.com, and notice what it says about this. It says, phone anxiety or telephobia is the fear and avoidance of phone conversations, and it's common among those with social anxiety disorder. Some emotional symptoms of phone anxiety include delaying or avoiding making calls because of heightened anxiety, feeling extremely nervous or anxious before, during, or after the call, and obsessing or worrying about what you'll say or what you did say. Physical symptoms literally can sometimes include nausea, increase in heart rate, shortness of breath, dizziness, and muscular tension. But you know, we have an out in this day and age. You know what many of us do? We have the option that is every introvert's dream come true texting. The name of the inventor of this phenomenon, Maddie McConnell, a Finnish engineer, should be shouted from the hilltops and placed in chapter one of the history books of all the introverted people for changing their lives. Texting to an introvert is like a flower to a bee. It's like spilled maple syrup on the ground to a colony of ants. To an introvert, texting is like finding a $100 bill in an old pair of pants. It's like opening your eyes and thinking it's a work day, and then the realization hits you that it's a day off and you can stay there. You can relax. Texting to an introvert is the moon and the stars. It is everything. Think about it. If I want... I can communicate with someone 100 times during a day and still never talk to them, and no one thinks I'm being rude. Can you imagine? There's other reasons why people aren't crazy about the phone. Some are afraid of scams, too. You know, there's people out there that pretend to be one of your family members so that you can get them, they can get you to send them some money. There's tech scams. There are, are what are called one ring scams. I've not heard of this, but it's kind of scary, where they call your number for a split second in the hopes of you calling them back. When you do that, the connection fees can cost up to $100 since you're routed to international or premium rate numbers. There are also fake debt scams, lottery scams. And I don't know about where you live, but we get an enormous amount of your car warranty is about to run out scams. These kinds of things don't exactly help a person with telephobia to be any more confident in using the phone. But usually that isn't where the fear of phones comes from. Picking up a phone means vulnerability for many of us. Some of us are just really bad at small talk, which results in uncomfortable silences. And these are no fun. Phone conversations are talking on the fly. Some prefer prep time for a conversation. I mean, think about it through the eyes of an introverted person. If we write a text or an email, we can read and reread and reread that thing 50 times before we hit send. And we know it's a thing of beauty headed your way. But you simply can't do that with spoken words. You've said them out loud, you can't take them back. And this can be totally disconcerting to a self-conscious person. 
So here's a question. Is there a cure for this? Well, there's definitely things that one can do to conquer telephobia. The BBC actually gives us five things that we can do. It was entitled, Five Ways to Master Your Telephobia. Here's one. Think through the worst case scenario. Usually you'll find that it's not as bad as you fear. That's a helpful one. How about this one? Before making a call, understand why you're making the call. Know where you're headed. That's something that can help with telephobia too. How about this? Plan through both the way you will start it and end it. Often it's it's the hardest to think for a way to start a conversation or a graceful way to exit a conversation. Something else, you can start with something that maybe we'd consider low stakes. For, for practice, maybe call ordering takeout where it's really not that big of a deal and you'll feel more okay if you make a mistake. And here's the big one. In fact, this is gonna take over the rest of, of this discussion. Know that you aren't expected to be perfect. The last one is the key to the whole thing. Perspective is everything here. Think about it. In most cases, people are not analyzing us the way that we think they are. And even if they are, so what? We are one human being on a phone with another human being on the other end of the phone. That's all. That same BBC piece also said that in some cultures, people are apprehensive about talking on the phone in general. Uh, it notes, for example, that in Japan, there's a hesitancy regarding talking to someone that you don't know. Uh, they don't want to offend or lose face. Uh, in Indonesia, again, this is per the BBC, where the average person sends about 100 text messages every day, it says that people are less comfortable making calls. And essentially, across cultures, the fear of the phone clo closely relates to a fear of being rejected. It's true. Rejection hurts. It's always going to hurt. But in many cases, rejection over the phone hurts more. See, once we've hung the phone up, it's quiet. Guess what we're left with? Our own thoughts, our own justifications. And we're just there. It's abruptly over, done, finished. So, so what can we take away from all of this? Well, here's one good takeaway. Think of this when making a call. Is the subject something that would be best handled in person, if possible? We can ask, what is the common decency ratio of our message to our means of communication? A reminder call, passing something basic along? Calling, texting, perfect. Breaking up with someone, passing along that someone died? If the option to physically do it face-to-face -face is there, the best route is in person. And if the phone is the only option, don't text, call. Perfectionism surely has its good points, but one massive side effect of perfectionism is how it can limit us from trying things. It tells you, you better get this right or the world will end. But will it? Seriously, other than having to pass along bad news, what huge problem has a routine phone conversation ever caused any of us? Slight embarrassment? Sure. Major problems? You know, mispronouncing a word or forgetting part of the reason why we call is just not that big of a deal. And, and, and you know, I'm putting, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. 
I don't go back and re-edit these podcasts. Whatever it is, is what it was supposed to be. So you're going to find flaws in them. But I promise you, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Because ultimately, the bigger problem is not perfectionism. It's self-confidence. Finding practical ways to improve this will bleed into the cure for telephobia. Whether you're calling for a specific purpose, whether you're Stevie Wonder Jr. and you just called to tell somebody you love them, or if you're okay in your own skin, that's going to help you tremendously. Remember, too, honestly, unless you hang out with monster humans, your friends and most people, for that matter, are not judging you by your imperfect phone conversation skills. The ones in this world that might aren't really worth your time anyway. People who care don't notice, or at the very least, don't care about your slip-ups because they're your friends. Now, whether answering or making phone calls, remember, it's just a mundane thing in our world. It's here and it's gone, and then you keep going. You are in control of the phone. The phone is not in control of you. Some days you will pick up a phone and nothing will come out right. Other days you will pick up a phone and you will be a rock star. Either way, no big deal. Let's cap this here. In truth, a phone is something that's very easy to hide from. We don't have to make a call. We don't have to answer a call. For those of us that are not naturally outgoing, it's, it's easy to just take the option to hide. But if we push through, if we view the process for what it really is and just go with it, we'll be okay. Because ultimately, telephobia is not a disease. It's just a hang-up. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist and any of these songs would make a great ringtone. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Telephobia, Call Me Crazy playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Telephobia, Call Me Crazy. This is, this is a great, great playlist. It's, it's a rocker. It's a good one. Let's do it. Number one, The Phone Call by The Pretenders. Number two, it's Blondie with their version of Hanging on the Telephone. Number three is Lou Reed with a track very obviously produced by David Bowie, New York Telephone Conversation. Number four is Your Phone's Off the Hook, But You're Not by X off their Los Angeles record. Number five is some deep blues by Muddy Waters in the song Long Distance Call. Number six is Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers with Get Off the Phone. Number seven, Someone's Calling by Modern English. Number eight is Hello, It's Me by Todd Rundgren. You know what I like about this guy? He was just accepted in this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he doesn't care. <laughs> you go, Todd Rundgren. Number, number nine is Prince with how come you don't call me anymore? And yes, I typed the letter U on my show notes. And number 10 is a super good, powerful song by the band Heart. And it's called Wait for an Answer. It was off of their Bad Animals record, which came out when I was in high school. Listen all the way through 
to see what Ann Wilson does vocally on this one. It's totally worth it. A lot of passion going into that track. Well, that's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast, Telephobia, Call Me Crazy. We would like to welcome some new listeners to our group. Our demographics report shows that in addition to all the different places people have been listening, we now also have listeners in Westlaco, Texas. We appreciate you. Thanks so much out there and welcome to Refresher. Listen all, this show would not exist without you. So if you could continue to all do me a huge favor and pass this podcast along to your friends, people you think would benefit from it, people you think would be entertained by it. Also, if you would like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If that's something you want to do, that would be awesome. But whether you do it or whether you don't, just please feel to listen, feel free to listen to this show and enjoy it anytime you want to. No strings, no worries. It's yours. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive, and the song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thank you.